Lord, welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Stephen Knight. And I'm Andrew Nickel. And today on the show, we're talking about building inspection breakdowns. Yes, we're <laughs> going to talk to you about how to spot real problems in building inspections versus the minor issues. Now, here's the thing. I have just printed out two about 60-page building inspections and dropped them in front of Andrew. And I'm going to make him go through these and tell you the real differences between them. And also really talk about the things in the building inspection that are major and the ones that aren't as much of an issue. Now, I think I've probably given it maybe three minutes to have a quick flick through both of them, but we've got one existing property and one new build property. Now, Andrew, one of the things that's really important for everybody to recognise or remember is that when you get a building inspection, I mean, how long are these reports? Oh, they're very, very detailed and there's a lot of disclaimers in them and a lot of fluff. You know, you are talking about anywhere between 40 and 100 pages long. I think my one that I got in my house was 150. Yeah, I think together these are all up about 100 pages of building inspections in front of us across those two properties. And these will scare the living daylights out of you because they will go through every single issue with the house. And one of the really tough things, Andrew, is that if you're not a builder, you don't necessarily understand, like us, we don't yeah. know the first thing about anything. No, no. Apart, apart from Excel and spreadsheets. <laughs> so it's hard to understand, well, what's an issue and what's not. Yeah, and I think certainly first home buyers, because they're buying in that more affordable price point, and they're probably buying an older house a lot of the time. And so they go and sign up and they fall in love with this house. And they're thinking, oh, this is going to be, I'm going to raise our kids here. It's going to be great. We're going to live here till we die. Then they get this building inspection and it's a hundred pages of, oh, there's some borer here and there's a pop nail here. And you think this place is falling apart. And then you go and you Google borer and you find out that that's when you've got little, little worms or insects going through your wood and you think, oh my God, this house is going to fall apart. But it may not actually be an issue. So look, we've got the two building inspections in front of us. We'll go through the existing property first, and then we'll talk about the differences between that and the new build property inspection. So this is from a friend of mine who recently got a building inspection on a property they were looking at purchasing. This was for a four-bedroom property, I think it was, built in the 90s. Yeah. So what's jumping out at you in this building inspection? Well, it's a nice-looking house, but the second I looked at it, Something stood out to me, just the type of construction that it was. And then if we flip through the executive summary, the building description, about halfway through the description talking about this property built in the 90s, a good location, freehold title, blah, 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 says the exterior joinery is aluminium and double glazed. The property is clad with plaster over polystyrene panels and are direct fix. And then it says in brackets, monolithic. So why is that jumping out to you? Now, you might be thinking, if you're a long-time listener of the show, holy hell, this is a leaky home. And you're correct in thinking that this has got the potential to be a leaky home. It's built with the material that leaky homes are. Yeah, so if we think about the big issues that we had with leaky homes, especially in Auckland, we've got plaster that's over just some polystyrene panels. If water gets through the plaster, because water can get through plaster, then those can quickly leak. The other issue is that those panels directly on the wood, it's direct fixed, so those panels are touching the wooden structure. So if water gets through, it could rot significant parts of the house. So this potentially does have the chance to be a leaky home. I think it'd be fair to say, unless this is kept up to a standard by continually painting it and making sure that it's well maintained, it will be a leaky home one day. Yeah, uh, so as you're flicking through, what sort of things would concern you about this? The funny thing is, I mean, it was kind of hidden in the building description there. So unless you knew what you're looking for and knew what that meant, 
you could very easily read over that and go, oh, yep, okay, it doesn't really mean anything. doesn't really highlight it. I am quite surprised about that. I would have a big red warning here and saying you need to do a bit more, maybe some invasive testing, make sure it's all good. So the key thing there, if I was buying this property, I'd be thinking, okay, let's see whether or not there is any moisture damage at the moment, uh, if it has begun to seep in and, and, and cause some rot. And I'd be really wanting to make sure that it was watertight. So a couple of other things in there. I've seen that there are some cracks on the exterior plaster. That would be, again, it's not highlighted in the building inspection report, but that would be a real issue because it doesn't take a large crack for water to get through the paint to touch the plaster, the water gets through the plaster, the water gets into the polystyrene, the polystyrene's touching the water, now the wood's rotting. Yeah, now, and, and when you go through, the, you know, there's various photos and it will say stairways, no significant visible issues, blah, blah, blah. Then I can see on photo 11, high moisture readings and visible moisture damage in the hallway. Then it says hot water cylinder cupboard. So obviously there's been a leak here. Yeah, I think there was a leak in the hot water cylinder. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not related to the fact that this is potentially a leaky home at some stage, but, you know, immediately I'd be looking for any kind of moisture damage. There's some minor cracking to the ceiling in photo 13, so I'd be wanting to know about that. Elevated moisture reading in the garage. Again, I'd be wanting to know about what the story was there. And there's one other thing, apart from the moisture readings, which is very important, But talk to us about, right in the executive summary, it says the property is in average condition. Yeah, really interesting choice of words. So it's funny, when you're reading that, you could think of that in two ways. You could go and go, oh, it's just an average condition. It's it's not very good. Looks like actually quite a nice house. So average condition probably is an ambiguous word. People could take that two different ways. I think, oh yeah, it's, it's an okay condition. You know, it probably needs a bit of love and some tidying up, some paint and some new carpet and some you know, cleaning up of this moisture damage, but it's good enough condition. There was another note where it says the dwelling is structurally sound and fit for purpose. So, you know, that's probably the main thing that you want to know, right? And it does say, well, that's compared to similar property. So it's roughly what you'd expect it to be for a similar property. The other thing that's important to mention is that a building inspection, as we'll see in a second, a building inspection on a property built in the 90s is very different from a property inspection for a property that is newly built today or is only a couple of years old. Because if you're doing a building inspection on a property built in the 90s, they are not going to show you every scratch or every bump or every mark on the wall because it's a property that's 30 years old. You expect it to have some bumps, some nicks, you know, those kinds of things. So they're not going to show you all of that. That is different from if you're getting a property inspection on a new build because you expect it to be built to a higher standard. It hasn't been lifted for 30 years. So you expect it to not have as many of those bumps, nicks, marks on the walls, those kinds of things. So it's always important to to think about what is the building inspector actually looking for because it will be different for each property. Yeah, it's kind of more major things. Like in here, you can see that on the roof, it's got roof to wall junction flashings need repairs. And it's got a picture of, you know, what is a gap that's starting to be created from erosion of the materials there. Roof to wall junction flashing needs repaired in another spot. So again, especially given the construction of this property, those are things that I'd be wanting to deal with relatively quickly. Now, if I compare that to in one of the bathrooms, there's a PowerPoint where there's no power coming to that PowerPoint. And there's also a bathroom heater that's not working and an electrician would need to come and repair. Those two issues, well, issues, would not be my largest concerns if purchasing this as a rental property because the big issue is the construction, is the roof, 
I mean, the fact that one PowerPoint isn't working, hey, it's not the best thing in the world, but that wouldn't be the major thing that I'd be jumping up and down about. I think we've all got a PowerPoint that doesn't work. We just use the other one, right? So let's now come to the second inspection. Now, this one is for a new build, Andrew, that hasn't actually been purchased. But one of the things that we always encourage investors to do when purchasing a new build is to get a building inspection so that you pick up all of the different issues. Now, talk to us about what you're seeing in this report. In this report, you again, you get your overview and your construction type, you get all your disclaimers, but now they're looking for every little defect or, or nick so what's all this blue tape and all of these yeah. pictures that I'm seeing? Yeah. So what's happened here is the building inspector, Kyle, I think in this case, has gone through and he's marked with tape anywhere that he sees a blemish to the paint and thinks that it needs it could be a bit tidier. Now, if you were looking at this and you were the purchaser of this property, you'd think, oh God, look, look how terrible this is. I guarantee it probably looks quite nice. It's just that you know a keen-eyed property inspector is marking out everything to get it to a perfect state. Well, if I look at the specific piece of blue tape he's put up there, it's right in the corner of the room next to a fan. Now, nobody, you know, in a normal circumstance would look at that and say, oh, there's a big blemish right there. But you could understand that people purchasing this property, if you got this, you'd be a bit worried. The most important thing to recognise is that this building report is done to a different standard to the first one. So, the building inspector wasn't going through and putting up pieces of tape everywhere, saying there's a blemish here, there's a blemish there, when you're going to buy an existing property because there's lots of them. And no one's going to go in and tidy up all those blemishes, whereas you've got people on site who are finishing this construction for the new build, they're going to do that as part of the handover process. But I also think the important thing, when you're looking at all of these little blue dots with paint fix-ups, that's what you hired the building inspector for. You want them to pick up, like, I mean, there's approximately six blue dots where they're saying, hey, the paint needs to be tidied up here, here, and here, in the cupboard under the stairs. You know, <laughs> that is the sort of detail that neither you nor I nor any other purchaser is going to go to when they're doing a pre-settlement inspection or a pre-purchase inspection for a new build. But you want the building inspector to pick these up because we're probably not going to do it on their own. One thing I will say about this particular building inspection is that often... When you, when you pick up a report, a lot of the detail is templated. So it's just all, it's all the same for every property. But here, they've highlighted anything in green that you actually want to look for. Yeah, I think that's really, really useful. And the greens, I'm guessing, are probably things to be aware of, but probably not anything that's too substantial. I would imagine if there's anything substantial, it's probably in red. The most important thing to recognise, especially when you're getting one for a new build, is that there are some issues that will stop you renting a property, and there are some that won't. So if you think about all of these little paint fix-ups, even if they weren't done before settlement, it wouldn't stop you renting the property because most tenants would, or I would hazard a guess to say all tenants, wouldn't ever pick these <laughs> up. Correct. You know, the developer or the builder might come through and fix all of the properties all at the same time, maybe six months after settlement. The things you'd want to look out for, and I'm going to flick over to the bathrooms, is often in new builds, the big issue is about how the showers are installed and sometimes the toilets, just to make sure that the plumbing has been hooked up properly and sealed correctly. Now, I'm just flicking through this building inspection. It doesn't look like there's any issues with that, but that's the sort of thing that I would be quite worried about if I was settling on this specific property. Doesn't seem like there are any, are any issues there. With new builds, generally speaking, 
you don't see a lot of substantial issues. You might see some, but very rarely would it be something that was going to stop a property being rented. Well, here's another one that people need to be aware of. So if I flick across to the fencing section of gardens, you can see that there's been no grass installed at the moment. It looks like some pot plants have been pretty haphazardly chucked in the ground. <laughs> That's because the gardening's not finished. So an investor might look at that and say, oh my gosh, that doesn't look very nice. I don't want to be settling on that. You know, I don't want to pay good money for something that doesn't have the grass installed. Well, the reason the grass hasn't been installed is usually they'll do that right before settlement yes. so that by the time you pay for the property, you don't have to mow the lawn straight away and they'll make sure that the garden's all tidied up. So sometimes the photos that you see won't be the final product. Yeah, people being organised and getting their building inspection done early will often have more defects than if the builder goes through and finishes all the defects that they see and then you get the building inspection done. Yeah, so I suppose the main things here that we just want to really point out is just the basis of property inspections and what you need to be looking out for. If we're thinking about the first property inspection, I think there are probably some areas where the building inspector probably should have highlighted things much more clearly, like the fact that that was a direct fixed property. But also because that property is 30 years old, the inspection is done to a different standard compared to if you were purchasing something more modern. And that would be the same as if you were going to purchase a property that was built in the 1920s, they're likely to take even less notice of specific marks, bumps, scratches on the walls because those are to be expected for a property of that age. They are going to be, be doing their inspection based on what do we expect a specific property to be like compared to others that were built at a similar time. And again, I just encourage investors, if you've got questions about it, to pick up the phone and talk to your building inspector and specifically ask, which are the issues that are going to stop me renting out this property? Especially if a new build. Remember, any defects need to be fixed within the first 12 months of settling that property. The builder will come back and fix any issues. The main thing to focus on is what's going to stop me renting out that property. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to come and do this process with us in person, we have got a property investment boot camp coming up, and that is where Andrew and I are going to be there with some of our team at a new build development in Christchurch. And we're going to take you through properties and show you what you're going to see in a building inspection and show you how to do a pre-settlement inspection and show you how a property manager is going to rent out a property and what tenants care about. So we're going to have some games for the kids. It's going to be a fun day. It's happening on the 29th of July, completely free. If you're keen to check out that here, a little bit more about that, links down in the show notes, tap or swipe over the cover art. If it goes well, we'll likely do one in Auckland as well. Or you could just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash bootcamp, sign up for that there. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 